Royal Standley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, offering securities through United Planner Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC shares his planning approach to help people toward a place where they may be at peace regarding their financial goals. In this dynamic podcast, Royal will share his insights on how to design a retirement plan to help you plan for your future. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Life by Design with Royal Stanley of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Good morning, Royal. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing fantastic and I'm excited about today's podcast. Excellent. What are we talking about? Well, that's it. I get to control this sucker. <laughs> it's about time, Royal. I, I get the. I get to be the one in the driver's seat. Audience, uh, you're this in is, for a this treat. This is going to be a disaster. Exactly. We're going straight off a cliff, brother. <laughs> but hey, we're close to the ocean, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be a soft landing, kind of. Anyway, <laughs> kind, kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of. Uh, so anyway, for the audience members out there, uh, this year, 2020, is the 25th anniversary of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. That means they started way back in 1995. So in the last century, that's just weird to say. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. so today is going to be a little bit different. I am going to actually interview Royal about Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, their history, his history, their future, his future. Uh, just a lot of, just a bunch of questions for Royal, really. So uh, without further ado, are you ready, Royal? Yeah, let's jump in. All right. I'm going to grill you. Here we go. It's going to get tough right off the bat. I'm, I'm just perfect. Okay. Perfect. As long as there's no math in this, you know, we should be good. No, I think we already covered the, the math. 25 years minus 2020, 1995. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay, good. good. All right. So how did Oregon Pacific Financial start? So it actually started by um, three uh, financial advisors coming together in, in 1995 uh, and just wanted to kind of pool their resources and come together uh, as an office. They had been out on their own separately and kind of been friendly for years. And they just decided, what what if we kind of you know pooled our resources, uh, started working together? They had a, a, a fairly similar philosophy, although they each had kind of a different specialty there. And we're able to kind of pull together and open Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. The original three founders um, were uh, Don Todd, who uh, was my mentor and uh, retired just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He really had a focus on financial planning. That's really where his heart was in in building financial plans, helping people kind of understand money management and that sort of thing. Uh, The other advisor was Ken Hedstrom. Ken passed away in 2010, but uh, he really came from that old school insurance background uh, of doing life insurance. That's where he had spent most of his career. He had served in the in the Coast Guard in his younger years. Uh, and then the uh, the last member was actually Wayne King. Wayne, unfortunately, passed away very early on after uh, they started Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. Uh, but he was really more into uh, individual stocks and, and that sort of thing. That was mm. his specialty as, as he joined the firm. Gotcha. All right. So you were... I mean, I know you've got a ton of wisdom, ton of experience, but you were a pretty young guy in 1995, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so when did you come on with Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors? Right. Great question. So I actually joined the firm in 2006. Okay. All right. So out of the founders, you knew two of them? Does that sound about That's right. right. That's okay. right. So we, the interesting story there is both Wayne and Ken were diagnosed with cancer, uh, I believe, in the same month oh, uh, back in, uh, uh, I believe, 1997. 
Wayne unfortunately passed away very quickly. He had an aggressive form of um, uh, brain cancer. Ken, however, actually kept working for the next 13 or 14 years until he passed away in 2010. Mm. He was able to kind of just fight fight that cancer battle. He loved coming into the office. He's, office. He loved his clients. Yeah. Really just, just tried to uh, be here and be a part of the office uh, really until the last few months of his life. Gotcha. So who are they like as people? I mean, you got to know them a bit, two of them at least. Mm -hmm. um, well, mm -hmm. Tell me about their personalities. So with Ken... He was he was just a, a very warm and open person, very down to earth, mm -hmm. uh, really just somebody you, you could sit down with and just spend an hour or two just chatting with. He had great stories about um, kind of growing up, uh, great stories about coming up in the business. Mm -hmm. just, just a just a warm, open personality. It was always a struggle, you know. When when I knew him, he was uh, you know almost ten years into his battle with cancer. Yeah. Uh, so that was just kind of a part of his daily routine there of uh, different treatments, trying mm -hmm. to take care of that. But uh, yeah, just just a warm, open uh, person who 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 loved his clients, loved that social aspect of sitting down with them, going out to visit them in their homes, and just a great guy all around. Fantastic. Don, who really is uh, someone I just credit with giving me opportunity after opportunity, opening doors, educating me about how to be a financial planner, how to mm -hmm. run a business, uh, how to treat employees, was also just, just a phenomenal man. Always fair, always level-headed, Really, you know, in his heart, just wanted to do the absolute best that he could for his clients. He wanted to be transparent. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to do anything that would, you know, even have a whiff of uh, being on the line. Yeah. You know, just, just very upright in that sense. So really a joy to work with the both of them and learn the business from them. Yeah. You know, Don, Don retired back in 2017. Uh, so I got to spend a, a good solid 11 years really just kind of walking alongside him, mm -hmm. uh, learning the business and uh, seeing him grow Oregon Pacific uh, in his ways while he was at the helm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that I think you and I have talked about this before on previous podcasts about businesses in general. I believe the lifespan of a small business is around three years, if I'm not mistaken. They, they usually fold. Yeah, three to five years. Yep. Yeah, they usually fold within that time. So 25 years later, obviously, they did something right, right? It's still still kicking, still going strong. You've got the new generation, the next generation uh, in there at the helm, really piloting this thing for the future. So that goes back to the original founders. What was their vision? And I, I want to, it's kind of a two-parter. What was their vision and true business philosophy for this company? Right. Well, with a business like ours, it's all of it's all about our clients and our client relationships. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think you can be in business for 25 years without treating the people you're working with and working for. Exactly. As, you know, as a fiduciary, you know, as a friend, mm -hmm. you know, as somebody who you're going to put their interest above your own. Yeah. You know, we, we live in a relatively small area here in Southern Oregon. Your reputation matters immensely. You know, even now, you know, uh, running into people who knew Ken or who knew Don, you know, ju just to hear uh, in their voice what they thought uh, about them. And I think the high regard uh, is really something. So kind of that that client first mentality, I think, is 
uh, one thing that we have carried on for years mm-hmm. in really is the secret behind our success. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that friendship, family, that family mentality, and as you said, one of the gentlemen just always being truthful, shooting straight from the hip. Um, sometimes we have to do that with clients that maybe they don't want to hear the truth sometimes, right? I mean, there's there's possibility that maybe they're not ready to retire and they have to hear that truth and it's, it's a little bit harder. Or maybe it's something where we need to re-kajigger a few things. We need to you know shake some things up in your overall plan because of these new things that you presented. And maybe they might not like that, but that truth, that friendliness, that kind of family atmosphere, sounds like it was there from the very beginning. And I know that you and I have talked about this. This is how you treat your clients. Um, so what else besides that piece of it did you learn from them? So, you know, as we kind of get into technical things, I would say the biggest part there is a philosophy that, you know, the financial plan is the most important thing that we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, the the investment management is essential. It's it's very, very important to someone's overall success. But without a financial plan kind of tying those assets into kind of a framework of what does all this mean? How does all this work together? I truly believe that's what sets us apart from a lot of firms here in, in, in Oregon and, and across the nation is uh, there's a lot of firms that do investment management. Uh, and maybe kind of the bare minimum of financial planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really feel like, you know, our clients come into us looking for that financial planning advice, looking for someone to walk alongside them and not just look at the investments, but look at their entire life and everything that's going on there and pulling all that together in that financial plan. So uh, that financial planning background, I think, is another thing that just makes us special and unique here in the Valley. Gotcha. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, so that's what you learned from them from business. Now I'm going to ask you just slightly pivot on that question. How did they impact your life specifically? Besides what they taught you, how have they impacted your life? Oh, I, you know, I think with with Don, uh, I, I work with Don when I when I joined the firm. Mm-hmm. Um, he really took me under his, his wing and just just mentored me there. You know, the thing the thing I think I, I learned from him him the most is is just a sense of fairness, a sense of with whatever you do, whatever you're going to do, if you were in front of a judge or if you saw it on the front page of the paper, is 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 the actions you're taking the wow. ones that you would want to be there? Yeah. If everything was exposed, are you comfortable with that? And if you're not, you really need to evaluate what you're doing. I think that 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 other piece of that is just uh, just an unflinching commitment to getting the job done right. Mm-hmm. I know that all three of them are out of the business at this point, but obviously their legacy lives on and the impact that they had on their clients is is still carrying on because other people within the business are taking care of their clients that they originally had. So how have you seen what they set up originally impact the lives of their clients? Great question. You know, it, it's really that that financial planning piece. It's really just sitting down with someone and helping them to understand that when it comes to building wealth and kind of building your, your nest egg that you're going to retire on, it's not about, you know, massive action one time. It's about little steps that you do consistently over time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that, it's that monthly saving into 401ks. It's, you know, the little things that you do along the way, and it's not just uh, one big thing that that you try to accomplish at the end real quick. Uh, so 
uh, I've just seen clients really – one of the joys of, of doing what I get to do is I get to see clients throughout their lives and kind of celebra- celebrate the high points mm-hmm. uh, and commiserate with them you know, during the challenges. Yeah. So just over and over again, it's watching clients get to the point where maybe they can retire a few years early. Uh, maybe just because of the additional savings we were able to encourage in them, the proper investment management, they're able to you know, do those things with their kids that they always wanted to. Maybe it's just pursuing a dream. Maybe it's just pursuing travel in yeah. retirement and having that flexibility. And then ultimately, you know, the one thing that we kind of say here internally is, you know, whenever we bring on a client, if we're successful, we're going to be with them until they pass away. And so when we bring on a client, you know, the, the expectation is, is that, you know, one of the advisors here in the office is going to be working with them until the day they're not, they're not here any longer. Mm-hmm. And just being able to be that resourcer in someone's life and then help that second generation kind of make sense of what mom and dad left for them mm-hmm. and then kind of carry on their lives uh, it, it's really a fascinating thing. Uh, I don't know of too many industries where, you know, you can work with a family for multiple generations and just kind of see see how their family uh, develops, see how things go right, see how things go wrong. Um, you know, it's just a, a fascinating viewpoint that we get to see and, and we get to be part of as financial planners. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, so I'm going to take you back a bit here, Royal. I know that you said you joined the the company in about 2006, correct? That's right. That's okay. right. So, so actually, I just celebrated my my 14th anniversary here with uh, Oregon mm-hmm. Pacific. All right, 2002 was a pretty bad year, right? Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. you and I've talked about recession. You and I've talked about the fact that recession is coming. I mean, it always is. We just don't know when. What goes up will come down at some point. Um, right now, we're in a, in a great market, in my opinion, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 2002, it was rough. In 2008 and 2009, uh, it was the Great Recession. It was That was a bad couple of years. You guys have stood the test of time. And so in your opinion, I know that you weren't there for the first one, but you definitely were there for the second one. That was, you know, you're two, in, two years into your job when this thing hit. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. did the company make it through that? Really, it's it's just part of our investment philosophy mm-hmm. of diversification, staying consistent with our investment philosophy, knowing our clients' risk tolerance, and staying diversified and not trying to uh, chase returns. You know, I remember uh, a story Don would tell quite often about going through the tech crisis. Mm. And, you know, during during that tech run up that we had in the late 90s, losing some clients who who basically said, hey, I, I, I want to be in technology. I want to put all my money there. Look at these returns my neighbors are getting. And, you know, Don was very consistent with with his message. Hey, listen, you know, we, we have to be diversified. You can't just make a bet on, you know, technology stocks or anything mm-hmm. like that. And it was interesting. He actually had a client come back. Uh, a few years later, he the client had stayed with him and said, uh, basically, hey, we lost 7% this year. I want to thank you. Yeah. And it really surprised him because it was a down year. And, you know, we tell our clients, you're going to have a down year, uh, you know, every once in a while, 
you know, stay invested, et cetera, et cetera. We have our mantras that, you know, we try to get clients to understand. But this client was coming back because he was down 7% and a lot of his neighbors were down 50% Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they had loaded up on, you know, kind of crummy tech stocks. Yeah. So he was thankful for that discipline. And that's something that we've just carried on is be disciplined, don't chase fads. It's not our responsibility to be the best performing uh, investment advisors in a bull market. That's not what we're trying to accomplish. What we're trying to accomplish is being consistent with our investment philosophies and help clients understand their reactions to the markets when markets go down, which they're, they're going to again. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I think back, I mean, they, they made it through two major, you know, recessions at that point. And to your point, somebody thanking him for being down 7%, uh, that's because the, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere the, the market was down around, the S&P 500 was down around 49%, if I'm not mistaken, during that recession and, and even worse in, in 08 and 09. Um, it was just terrible. So, to make it through those is great. And then I think back to how they got through those years during those years of so 02, 2002, and then, you know, 2008 and 09. Uh, and then going even back to when they first really started, 1995, you know, you're talking dial up internet, if internet, right? You're talking <laughs> right, e- right. emails that, uh, you know, email was kind of new back then. I mean, it was, it was in place for a few years, but wasn't being used a ton in business at that point. And that's that's huge changes we've seen over the last 25 years. So any company that's going to survive, I mean, obviously all the companies that are still chiseling on tablets, they're all out of business, right? I mean, they didn't, they didn't right. conform right. to today's technology. How did Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors change over these years to to change with the climate, change with the you know the new technology, all these different things that affect business? How do they do that? You know, I think we've always had a philosophy of we don't want to be the first one to jump into a new technology. Mm-hmm. We, we want to be a close follower. Got it. We don't want to be testing out new technologies on our clients every year as, you know, the newest thing comes out. But we want to kind of stay abreast of, you know, what's coming out, what's going to make our clients' lives easier and simpler. Yeah. You know, one, one thing I look at that we, that we try to work with our clients on quite often is something as simple as uh, let's get all your statements and all your prospectuses emailed to you. And uh, let's let's try to get away from having to cut down a tree every year so you can get sent a bunch of, uh, you know, regulatory documents you have to receive on an annual basis, but not get them in paper. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as that. Yeah. Having clients with access where they can see their accounts at any time is is really important to us. Yeah. Because we never want a client to feel dependent on us to know you know, how their accounts are doing, where what their money's doing, how they're invested, what they're invested in. We want to have that transparency. So any technology that makes it simpler and more transparent for our clients, that's really what we gravitate to. And I'll, I'll be honest, it's been a very good philosophy uh, to have um, because our, our clients really like that. We're, we're not overwhelming them with technology, but trying to fit it in where it makes sense. Yeah. You know, ultimately, we just want to be with the with the client and on their side uh, to make their lives as, as simple as possible, so they can go enjoy the things that they want to be doing. Yeah. Now, I, I don't remember if we talked about this at the very beginning when we talked about the founders. 
did they, the, the three of them start it together just with, uh, a, a, a small office staff, maybe one additional person, or was it just the three of them starting out together? I know that there was kind of a coming together of businesses, but what did that look like? How many people were there at that time? And then how has the company grown since then? Right, right. That, great question. Um, so the company started off with uh, basically one to two support staff okay, uh, and stayed pretty consistent there for uh, the next uh, probably 10 years or so. One thing Don was always um, uh, really passionate about was uh, doing internships uh, with high school students. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'd usually have a, a high school student uh, change over every year or two, uh, coming in for just a few hours in the afternoons. Uh, to kind of help out. Great. And then we had a, a lead assistant uh, that will kind of manage the office, take care of client accounts, client requests, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Debbie Judson, who, who's uh, our office manager and, and my lead assistant, uh, she actually joined in 2000, uh, right as we moved into our current location on uh, 8th Street. And she's been with the firm now 20 years. Uh, she just celebrated her 20th anniversary with the firm. That consistency there has been wonderful to have. You know, right now, if we, we look at it, it's, it's much, much different. Uh, right now, we have um, uh, four licensed advisors on staff uh, and then uh, about six support staff here uh, that all work together uh, with myself and my team uh, to really hopefully create Uh, the best possible client experience. Mm -hmm. All right. That's fantastic. All right. Speaking of clients, what can your clients expect and and the prospects that are listening to this, what can they expect in the near future from Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors? Going back to kind of a a theme that's uh, come out as, as we've talked uh, is consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we're not chasing the newest investment fads. Uh, You know, we're not, loading up on those, uh, you know, FANG stocks or anything like that. We just want to be consistent with our investment advice and our financial planning advice. I think the next 10 years from uh, an economic standpoint might be a little little rougher than the last 10 years were. Mm-hmm. So we want to get people uh, positioned where they're going to be protected uh, as much as we can. Uh, from kind of all that uh, financial noise and volatility that we might see. Uh, So I think over the next 10 years, uh, we're going to keep trying to uh, better our client experience. And that's something that we focus on, you know, kind of on a daily basis of what can we do better? What can we take off of our client's shoulders? Uh, How can we make make it easier for clients to work with us? Uh, That's something I'm just really passionate about. Um, So kind of that steady improvement there. But uh, really, it's it's that uh, that benefit of having somebody you can reach out to whenever a financial question pops up, whenever you get concerned about the markets, having mm-hmm. someone there that can pick up the phone and, and within a few minutes just kind of reassure you um, or say, hey, it's time you, you came in. We need to look at something if there's been a change. Uh, it's just having that, uh, that person that uh, can walk alongside you kind of both in the good times as well as the bad times. All right, Royal. Now I'm going to, we're, we're nearing the end of the podcast. I mean, this has gone by so quick. So thank you so much for being very open uh, and honest with these questions. I'm going to ask you a question that's kind of out there. I mean, really out there. It's going to be a tough one to answer. What do you think life and society uh, will look like in the next 25 years? And then part two of that would be, 
what do you hope for your own life in the next 25 years during, during this time? And then I guess part three, how will the company evolve to meet the future demands within the next 25 years? Do you think, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm asking you a question that again, we thought 25 years ago, we might have flying cars by now. So in 25 years, I really hope we do, but maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but what do you want life to look like? So could you have asked a, a broader question right no, there? No, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> well, I could I could increase it to 100 years, but I don't know if we're going to last that long anyway. Let's go 25. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so so we'll, we'll kind of start with what, what do I see life like in, in 25 years? All right. Um, you know, I think what we'll see is, is technology just becoming more and more a part of our daily lives. You know, I think that's, that's going to bring a lot of positives and a mm. lot of negatives as mm -hmm. well. You know, I think the other thing we're going to see over the next 25 years is we're going to see this generation of baby boomers um, age. Uh, you know, that, that leading edge of baby boomers in 25 years will be in their kind of mid-90s. Mm. And I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of changes uh, about the way we look at healthcare, uh, prolonging life without prolonging quality of life. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be a question that's going to come up over and over again. Uh, and I think we're really going to uh, see a change there in how we deal with that aging process. How do we as a society take care of uh, this giant wave of people who's going to probably need care mm -hmm. uh, either in assisted living or nursing homes? Uh, over that that 25 year period for us here at Oregon Pacific you know that's really what we're gearing up for is how do we take this uh, generation of baby boomers and uh, help them lead that life that they want and have the resources to pay for it that's extremely important and then for our younger clients it's you know how do how do we prepare for this changing world uh, not just with our investments and what they're saving, but uh, their their attitudes towards the future. How do we kind of take all of this collective wisdom that we get to be a part of uh, and then take that and share that with younger generations about mm -hmm. what we're learning about with retirement, with really, really this, this, this first big generation of retirees that we're going to see? Yeah, that's it's going to be amazing. And it's a little scary, to be honest, because of what the technology has allowed us to do and is going to allow us to do. I, I believe there's a quote by a doctor and I can't think of his name, but somebody has already said the person who's going to live to the year to be 200 years old has already been born. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's uh, living to 200. I mean, we've got, I think the oldest person right now is at 120. So, I mean, that's, that's way older than, than most people have lived and, and will live, but wow. I mean, can you imagine being retired for 125 years or something, something like that? You know, how do you plan for that Royal? So you guys have your work cut out for you. I'll tell you that right now. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting dilemma because, you know, a, a, uh, what does work look like when our lifespan is yeah. 120 years where we're healthy? You, you really can't afford to work for 30, 35 years. Um, and then expect to have another sixty years in retirement. Yeah, uh, that that's a that's a tough uh, uh, tough egg to crack if you're mm -hmm. you're 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 doing the financial planning there, especially when you start factoring in inflation. You know, the other piece of what you talked about is what do we think happens here at Oregon Pacific? You know, I think we're going to spend a lot of time bringing in the next generation of yeah. uh, financial planners. You know, the amount of education that someone can get now. Uh, who wants to become a financial planner is, is really off the charts from where 
you know, where Don and Ken and Wayne started off, you know, at, when they got their start, financial planning was was really in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really just kind of gaining momentum there. Uh, now we have, you know, numerous colleges across the country offering bachelor's degrees and master's degrees in financial planning. Yeah. Um, so I, I think kind of raising up that next generation of financial planners is something that I'm really uh, excited about. Uh, I'm excited to pass on, uh, you know, what I've learned in my career so far and, and really help and empower that next generation to come along Uh uh, and uh, see where they take us for yeah. you know the the fifty years after that. Yep, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, Royal. I want a reunion, you and I, on the fiftieth anniversary of Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors. At, at this point, you're you know you're you're getting towards your retirement age if you choose to. I I'll be at my retirement age if I choose to. But I I will make a promise to you that if you're still working at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors in twenty five years. I will jump on the mic with you because I want to do another interview and I want to hear all about the growth and the changes and the, the excitement that that's happening in Oregon. Perfect. Perfect. We'll pencil it in. All right. Sounds good. Royal. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Good job talking with you. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the life by design podcast with Royal Stanley. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below this way. When Royal comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Life by Design podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The views expressed are those of the presenter and may not reflect the views of United Planner Financial Services material discussed is meant to provide general information and is not to be construed as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. Individual needs vary and require consideration of your unique objectives and financial situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Advisory services offered through Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. Securities offered through United Planner Financial Services of America, member FINRA and SIPC. Oregon Pacific Financial Advisors, Inc. and United Planner's Financial Services are independent companies.